Blog Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Christina Metter. I'm John Hendrickson, and welcome to Afraid of the Dark. So tonight we are talking about a really important topic. Um, John and I, we always kind of touch base before the show and just kind of drop in around where we're at and how the topic is landing for us. And we both feel like this topic of masculine feminine um, inside of us, you know, how, how that lands is super important. And we have a lot of cool stuff to talk about tonight. So welcome to the show. Yeah, it's funny because we never really know what we want to talk about. We have ideas. And today was just a great example because we, we kind of ran into a stumbling block. And then this morning we came across, I came across this really cool video of these guys talking about masculinity and stuff like that. And it just struck a nerve with me and I shared it with her and she's like, that sounds awesome. So it's going to be, it's going to be a really cool conversation. Like as we break down the myths of what masculinity really means. And um, yeah, I think it's going to shed some light on a lot of us. So it's going to be a good show as usual. I love I know. Come on. It, it, tonight's fun, too, because we don't have to hold the phone. Woo! So anyway. Hands free. Hands free. So I always like to tell a story because I like to show the stupid side of me because that's just how I am. And a couple of weeks ago, I bought a Fitbit. <laughs> yeah, Fitbit. So I like to track my exercise. I'm, a, I'm an active guy. I teach. I train. I do all this stuff. So it's, I haven't had one in a while. So anyway, I bought it a couple of weeks ago. And, um, you know, I'm in my place and I'm looking at him like, Oh shit, I need to get 600 steps in before to, so I can get 18,000 steps in for the day. So here I am the first night I had my Fitbit and I'm 18, like, 18,000. <laughs> I know I'm a, little, I'm, I'm a little crazy. So anyway, I'm like pacing back and forth in my place, trying to get all my steps in for the day. That, that's how anal and kind of crazy I get. So I'm sure if my, my landlords were, if they were able to see what I was doing, they're probably really worried about, why is John pacing? What the hell is he doing? And, we, and, and we hope after the show that you're going to be as motivated to apply the principles that we are going to be sharing with you tonight as John is to get those 18,000 anyway, steps in. Got to weave it in somehow. I so. do. I, I, have been, I have been breathing still and meditating, so I'm still on course. Good. Okay. That's awesome. So right. let's, where, where we're going to start tonight is the traditional kind of how at least your generation mm-hmm. and and my generation was raised with what masculinity means. So I'm going to I'm going to hand it over to you to start as far as you know like <laughs> how you were raised, like what you conceptualized it was to be a man, like and what you noticed and Yeah, I, so so to get into the the mode of this, I had to wear my Reebok Spartan Race World Championship t-shirt because <laughs> I had to show my masculinity like that. And I didn't shave tonight either, but you can't tell because I've got blonde facial hair. But anyway, you know, masculinity, I think for my generation, I'm going to be close to 50. So most of the guys uh, can relate to this. And I think it's, it's even affecting the younger generation too, is, you know, we're brought up to be, this is how I view it. Tough. We're controlled. Um, in so many ways, we're, we're kind of emotionless. We, we really don't show much emotion. Nothing gets us rattled. Uh, in, in a way, we've got everything figured out. We can fix anything because we're guys, so we got to be able to fix anything. That's, that's a <laughs> fucked up trait to have right there. Um, you know, I think also if you really look at how guys dress, 
Spartan shirts. I mean, we're trying to show that we're masculine and tough. Um, what we drive, a lot of guys, you know, have to drive that cool car. They got to have their music on loud. Um, the way their hair's combed, the facial hair, maybe the tattoos. I mean, there's so many ways that we try to portray ourselves as being masculine because that's society. That's what society's telling us. And that's what our environment's been telling us at such a young age. So, you know, and, and a couple more things I'll drop in is like, you know, look at James Bond, suave, tough, always gets the ladies, you know, or the Marlboro man. I mean, that's going way back. This generation will have no idea who the Marlboro man is, but you know, he's the tough guy. He's a little chiseled. He's riding his horse off into the sunset. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of, it sounds like what you're, you're touching in on is there's a lot of externalized absolutely symbols yes. and ways that you're portraying your masculinity and, and your physicality. And, and I think that's a beautiful way of putting it is just externally, yeah. which right there messes us up, messes us up as guys because we're just showing exterior wise what masculinity really means. And this is what we're going to get into because internally yeah. we're completely confused. Yeah. And, 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 and maybe talk a little bit about, I like that depiction you were saying earlier about like a piece of wood, like tough, like a piece of wood and, and how, what, what guys do when they get together. I thought that was really important. I really liked that, uh, that, picture of you know how you guys communicate and yeah i mean i mean let's be honest when guys get together at least my guy friends in the past and 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 now i mean what do we talk about hey man did you see tom brady he threw 425 yards i mean six or six touchdowns which is important it is important believe me i'm a football fan i'm a brady guy but you know we talk about football we talk about wow she's pretty hot huh um <laughs> talk about maybe where we're going to go for a trip, but we don't talk about anything of any depth, any real value, any real meaning, because unfortunately, as we're brought up, we're, we're brought up that way to keep it very shallow. Because when we're young, if we show any emotion, if we act like we don't have all our shit figured out, you know, the guys are going to punch us in the shoulder and give us grief. So what do we quickly do? We quickly learn at a young age that we can't show that we can't emote. We have mm -hmm. to keep things kind of chained up. And again, that's where we get really screwed up and that's where relationships break down and well, a yeah, lot of other things. Absolutely. So I, I, I love hearing that because I grew up in a family. So from the, from the feminine point of view, <clears throat> I watched my mom basically uh, martyr herself <laughs> every day, right. uh, wait, hand on foot. I remember sitting, I, I remember my dad and my brothers were sitting at the kitchen table and I was visiting, I had lived in New Mexico at the time, and the food was on the counters around them. And they just sat at the table waiting. <laughs> and I actually asked them, I go, what is, what's going on? What are you guys waiting for? And they didn't answer. My mom came in the room and started moving the food from the counters to the table. And, and that's when it kind of hit me, these nonverbal <clears throat> roles and cues that I was raised with you know, in my family, that the feminine is to kind of do it all and take care of everybody and hold it down, right? Like the, the dad goes out and works, the masculine role goes out and works. Mm -hmm. And obviously that's shifted a lot in, in today's times, but um, we're talking about kind of um, the myths and, and kind of how we see them. And so I know for me, I, I, I definitely was raised with, with the message that the feminine um, puts her needs to the side and puts everybody else first. And um, then also just doesn't really connect 
uh, with her man. You know, it kind of just kind of manages everything and, and keeps conflict away from him so he doesn't have to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. I remember before my dad would get home, my mom would change profoundly and everybody would be like, shh, like, get the space ready. He's coming home, right? And I'd be like, what? What's going on? What? Right. What? Right? So anyhow, um, this these are like the old school, not to say that everybody's playing them out right now. But what I love is, is what you brought up, John, that, that the men are taught to not feel. And, and one of my friends uh, uses the term to push it down, just man up, push it down. Right. And what's interesting is in couples work, in relationship work, the very thing that men are asked to do is the exact opposite. Because if you want to connect with a partner, a same-sex partner, Mm -hmm. a woman, you have to learn to emote. So we call it emotional intelligence or emoting, um, being in tune with what's happening inside of you. Otherwise, like you were just saying, communication breaks down. There's no depth to it. And women, we connect with depth, right? So there's this really interesting misconception that John and I are, are holding tonight and, and want you to, to recognize. And um, I'm thinking this week, I just want to talk about how it impacts us uh, in, intrapsychically, like inside of us as with these kind of roles that we've been given. And maybe next week, I'm feeling like we'll go into the interpersonal play of, mm-hmm. of what we're talking about tonight. But so maybe what you could talk about is as a guy, how does that impact you inside to not have bros to kind of sit with and hold space for you so you can kind of drop in about the reality of like what's really going on in your world? Like, yeah, you have things together, but you're not feeling all together. Like what, what is that like? God, it's, it's, it is, it's difficult. Um, the best way I can explain it or elaborate on this is I, I've never had, a, I never had a lot of close friends growing up, especially when I was married the second time. I always, I always kind of resort back to my marriage because it's such a great, uh, it's just a great resource for me because it, it brings up so many of these topics that we talk about. And all I can explain, all I can say is, the first night I moved out after separating, I was sitting on the couch by myself and I realized for the first time in my life, I really had nobody to talk to. Mm. I had no guy friends. I had no female friends. Um, I didn't even feel comfortable enough to talk to my parents Wow! and to really let them know what was going on. Nobody knew there was no one to drop in. No, nobody, absolutely nobody. And it was really sad. You know, that was like one of those moments where you have this aha moment. You're like, holy crap. I mean, I, I've done myself such a huge disservice because I have nobody to reach out to. And not only that, but I didn't know how to reach out. And here's where the story gets interesting. Um, One of my old high school friends that I hadn't seen for years, we're getting a high school get together later that summer we were talking on the phone and I, you know, I told him, I go, you know, I got separated. He's like, why didn't you call me? Mm. And it was kind of an eye opener. It's like, wow, why didn't I call him? <laughs> Cause I didn't know how 
to reach out. I yeah. didn't know how to. You're not programmed to. You're not how to socialized. share that. And, you know, looking back on that, it was, it was a great moment for me because it made me really realize I had to make some massive changes in myself because this was no way to live a life. And if, if I'm going through, if I was going through that, obviously there's a lot of other guys are going to be struggling with the same kind of things that I was going through at that time, for sure. Yeah. And just to capitalize on that. So let me just say, I'm I'm sorry that you went through that. I mean, it's that I can, I can feel the aloneness. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've actually been there myself where, where I'm, I'm just in a place where I'm feeling shame or I'm shut down mm-hmm. and I don't want to reach out to anybody because I don't want to tell them, you know, and, and this is years ago, happily when I was a lot younger, um, a little more prideful, but um, <clears throat> no, I'm just thinking about like how, cause I know one of the guys on the um, web on our webpage on Facebook asked, you know, like how to manage like anxiety and stress. And one of the things that causes stress and anxiety, especially for men, based on what you're sharing and what I've seen is that not having a support system, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you don't have anybody to talk to, you have to hold it in. And if you don't even know what's going on, because you've been socialized to push it down Mm -hmm. and not feel it and just man up, that line makes me crazy. Uh, <clears throat> you're you're going to be denying the body. You're you're not even going to be in relationship just, I, to what's I, happening. I heard this great quote today when I was watching this video that she showed me, and it was, "Men talk to conceal, not to reveal." <sighs> and that yeah. that's just a great quote that really does sum up how, unfortunately, a lot of guys are, especially with other males. Mm we conceal what's really going on deep down inside of us because we don't know how to express or emote to another male. That's, and, that's and too intimate, right? It's too intimate. And we'll kind of dive into why, <laughs> why that happens because yeah. it's, it's pretty obvious what society will tell us. So yeah, sorry I, to interrupt you on that no, one. that's fine. I, I just, there's, you know, if you're not allowing yourself to feel your own body and right. be in touch with what's happening inside of you, then you're not even aware of it, mm-hmm. much less be able to share it with anybody. There's this absentee per, you know, part of you that is just bypassing, right? What's going on inside. And if you've listened to our other shows like uh, Mind Body 4.0 and Mindfulness, um, if you are not in, in touch with what's happening in your body, your body gets really loud, right? You start getting a tight chest and your stomach is in knots and, you know, your, your throat is tight and you have tension through your body. So the body speaks and that's kind of what we're going to shift into in a moment here is, you know, when the body is speaking to us, that is the first inception and point of intimacy. Okay. So whether you're a male or female, the first place intimacy begins we're all wondering about intimacy in our lives, right? Is with your own body. Okay, so that's number one. And if you don't have the skill set to navigate the discomfort when it arises in the body, if you're anything like me, um, being, you know, from New York and a hardcore woman, um, I was a master of distraction, right? So discomfort would come up in my body and I was gone. I was 
in the car, going to see a friend, on the phone, buying something, texting, watching a show. So I was for years a master at uh, denying my body. And, um, you know, concurrently, I just want to shift into, um, you know, how because I grew up in such a traditional male-female home, I became what I call the warrior woman right? I became the direct opposite. I became the powerful alpha woman. And what that looks like is a woman that needs no one, that has a great career, that has it handled, right? You got, can you relate to this? Okay. So there's something that's happened here in the world. No, it's a big, big issue. She is self-sufficient, an island onto herself, badass, powerful, has her world together and needs no one. And that obviously isn't going to work if you want to be in relationship. So I feel that there's this interesting, this interesting um, parallel with men and these powerful boss women. And I feel we can all relate to, we, we can both relate to each other because we're both holding it down pushing our feelings down, not allowing ourselves to feel because it looks weak. No, the powerful woman does not show her emotions, man. Right. She, she doesn't want to do that. So she wants to be like, you know, seen as really strong and like, she's got it all together. You seeing the parallel here. And so I think that's society that's, that's created that because for women to try to be equal as a male, they start to take on some of those characteristics of what they think a male is supposed to be. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's happened too, is there's a lot of single moms out there. If you're a single mom, you're off the hook. Amazing. I mean, I, I can't even, I, I watch some of my friends that are single moms and how they hold it all down. You have to be in your masculine because you're, you're protecting these children. You're paying the bills, you're working, you're managing the school. It's just, it's an, it's absolute craziness. So yeah, I think there's there's these roles that we've fallen into that have definitely placed women in that role. And I know the other piece that, that I actually am going to be working with women around is, is pain that we've been through. And I think men can relate to that too. Whether you're a woman or a man, when you have had people hurt you um, in your life and your heart's been really broken, we learn to shield that heart. And so... With the socialization of the masculine, not to feel, to buck up, to, to man up, and being hurt, it's like this multiple protection system around the heart and the body. And the same with this powerful woman in the feminine, you know, it's like shield that heart, guard that heart, and be really strong, and don't let anybody hurt you again. So I feel like there's these different components, societal experiential, um, intra-psychic, like how we've made sense of all of this. But the common theme is that we are ignoring the body, whether you're a guy or you're a powerful woman. Without having done any work on ourselves, we are ignoring the body and we are not able to feel what's really going on, shutting down from our own selves and denying ourselves intimacy with the most important person, which is us. I do have to give her credit because, you know, she does talk about being really connected with your body and 
you know, after hearing it with the various shows that we've done, I definitely pay more attention to what my body's telling me. Tightness in the chest. That is something whenever I'm stressed and, you know, it's been a, it's been a stressful month for me. There's been a lot of stuff going on with me in my life. And I have noticed that my chest has been tight. Um, obviously we always know when our stomach is a little messed up because it, it just affects us. So I do pay much closer attention to that. And I do, uh, I try to understand what's creating it. That's the biggest thing is, you know, that's something that she's always saying, what is bringing this up? What is creating these feelings? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, harping back again to masculinity and, and being a, being a kid, um, you know, as a kid, I started playing tennis when I was about 12 and I played a lot of other sports before that. And I remember when I started playing tennis, um, especially when I started playing, it wasn't deemed a real cool sport. And some of my boy, you know, boyfriends, some of my guy friends would kind of razz me saying, you're playing kind of a gay sport, John, that kind of crap. I mean, that's, that's just the stuff you hear at a young age. And you think about that when you're 11, 12 years old and you're hearing that from your friends wow. right away is planting this fucked up seed in our brain. And so I remember when I was playing that I needed to masculine it up a little bit, be, make it more of a more manly. So, you know, for me to do that, I was, um, I threw more temper tantrums on the courts, mm, which, interesting. so I'm kind of making this connection. I never really made that connection till today because I had a really bad temper when I played and it caused a lot of trouble for me, um, with school and embarrassed the hell out of my parents a few times, obviously. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I look at that when I was younger and ironically, even when I started playing college tennis, I, I had this image that I felt I had to project. So I would, um, I always would wear a do-rag when I played my college matches just to make myself look tougher. Nice. So I put my black bandana do-rag on. I lifted a lot of weights. I mean, that's, that's another thing too. I started lifting more weights. So here I am playing college tennis and I'm trying to bench press 250 pounds. Makes absolutely no sense, but it's because of how I was programmed at a young age that you're trying to uh, somehow find this balance where you're playing a quote unquote, not a tough guy sport, but somehow making yourself look like a tough guy while you're doing it. Yeah. I, I, I again, now, now we're getting more into the next piece. I want <clears throat> to start kind of dropping in and, and unpacking a little bit is power, right? Yeah. Because, um, you know, as I was just saying earlier, I don't come from the typical feminine role. Um, I've had to actually do a lot of work to find my softness and to learn how to be more receptive and to go into um, at least that traditional vision of how I hold it for me. Um, But anyway, so power, you know, um, I think the, the powerful woman that's holding it down, the guy in jump in if you want, but Mm -hmm. to me, what I think, links those those two um is looking calm and cool not showing any emotion right i mean i really Mm -hmm. prided myself on being this you know um woman that didn't have any what didn't carry on didn't cry just was totally chill um you know making good money um having my life handled um not complaining a lot appearing like i had it all together 
right? Like I could handle all of it, even though at times inside I could feel overwhelmed and like some fear or, you know, can I really do this? Um, so it's this image, like you were saying, like James Bond or like, you know, Angelina Jolie in the Tomb Raider, right? She's all like, chill, just walk in. I mean, the same thing, right? It's this, it's, that's the, the kind of powerful woman that I'm, I'm kind of depicting here. And so for me, what I've come to find and, and I'm kind of working with in my own life and teaching people, whether it's in my coaching programs or in my, my psychotherapy class is power is not an externalized kind of thing, at least not the power that's really beneficial and, and that creates connection. That kind of power is the ability to stop, turn the focus inward and recognize what the heck is happening in my body and how do I navigate that discomfort so I could get to the root of what is causing it. To me, that is such a courageous powerfulness that I'm hoping we can help people learn to cultivate. I like that. Yeah, it's like power. Instead of like, I'm tough, I'm strong, I got the nice car. Power is like, whoa, okay, my chest is tight right now. And this person out here just said this to me why is my chest tight right now? Mm -hmm. And asking the person you're talking to, Hey, can I have a minute? Cause something's going on over here for me and recognizing, Oh wow. I'm not feeling heard here or I'm feeling um, like the person talking to me is being too aggressive. So I'm feeling like, you know, pushed down or, you know, kind of talked over. Right. And being able to honor the body enough to set a boundary or tell the person, I see it a lot. You know, there's a lot of men that I know and that I've talked to who will tell me how they just let their partner yell and carry on and they shut down and get really quiet <laughs> and hope it's going to pass. And I'm like, you know, I, I get that. I was one of those. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I know this is, this is what, this, I see this all the time. And what's really interesting is, is when they're shutting down, they're hoping it's going to pass and they want to try to calm everything, but they're allowing themselves to be berated. Yeah. And so what I teach and want to teach men is like, whoa, 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 set a boundary with that person, whether it's your woman or your wife, be like, excuse me, we need to stop because this is not acceptable. Being able to set that boundary because you don't need to take that. And that's, that's very like toxic to the body. Um, and the other piece, now the couples therapist in me wants to say the person on the other end is feeling abandoned because there's a shutting down and a withdrawal happen happening. Um, and so the person outside of you is trying to get you back. So if you really want to calm the person down, re-engage. It's not always easy. So anyway, so anyway, so we just got, I, I went a little bit off to topic, but case in point is to me, what power is, is being able to stop, go into the body, notice what's happening, speak to it, share it and set boundaries or ask for your needs to be met. That's true power. I think one of the biggest things as a guy is, you know, we're go I'm going back a little bit maybe sidetracking a little bit what she just talked about, but, um, you know, 
it's so hard for us to share how we feel. It's sh- it's so hard for us to really sh- share what uh, our fears, our insecurities. And one of the most courageous things I did about three years ago, and this is how Christine and I met, is I started posting some videos on Facebook. And it was a way for me, maybe it's because I had no one to talk to. <laughs> oh, God, that's sad. But, you know, I started... <laughs> I just started putting like introspective videos together that were like two or three minutes long. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to post these because I really think there's going to be other people out there that are going to see these that are going to relate. And they're going to be like, shit, man, again, if he's going through this stuff and he's getting through it, then it's, it's good to see that I'm not the only one. And it was more, you know, for everybody, but I think I was trying to really touch guys out there because when's the last time, Okay, guys, let me ask you a serious question here because this, this is some serious shit here. When's the last time you and one of your buddies like had a had a deep, intimate conversation? Like a heart to heart. Like a heart to heart, where you guys actually looked at each other in the eyes and could like really share, "Hey, man, I I'm really struggling with this. I don't have my shit together, and I, I need to I need to let you know this." And unfortunately. I would say the, the percentage is so high that we have no one we can do that with. And what I'm going to get to is here, you know, if I'm looking, say, say Christine is Chris, my, my buddy, and I'm looking at her and I'm sharing these feelings with her. As a guy, as we're brought up, we're going to confuse this. We're going to think, does this mean I'm gay because I'm having an intimate, real deep, meaningful conversation with this guy here? Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we get a little screwed up. And that's one reason why we don't go there because of how we're brought up, because of the environment, because of society yeah, kind of gay? Ta- are you telling us, you know, mm-hmm. A, we're supposed to keep this stuff bottled up and B, well, you sure as hell can't be having this intimate conversation with your best, your quote unquote <laughs> best friend who you should be able to have this conversation with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's such a quandary, man. It's, it's such a, it, it's so much bullshit and it's no wonder that guys in general are so freaking screwed up. I mean, it took me 48 years to kind of unravel all the knots that I got myself in because of the image of what I thought masculinity was and what it was to be a man and to, to maintain being a man. And the one thing that I've learned now is to be a man is to be able to express, to be able to talk and share what the hell's going on inside your heart and your soul, because we're all dealing with, complexities that we need to be able to express. Otherwise we're going to be really, really struggling. I, I love that. And yeah, the, the expression, right. Yeah. And, and so as I was saying a little while ago, intimacy, intimacy begins with yourself mm-hmm. and your body and your relationship to that and your awareness about what is going on in this organism. You know, what, what is happening? This is, you know, this is where we get our boundaries from. This is where we, find out what our passions are, what our yeses are, what our no's are. And that's when we share that, that creates connection mm-hmm. and that creates intimacy. If we're pushing everything down, we have nothing to share. I mean, I've, I've dated people in the past that didn't have anything to share. I'm like, anybody in there? So, yeah, you know, we, we've told people that we love that. And there's nothing to share. It's like, I mean, what is that all about? How can you love somebody and you have no, nothing of, any intimate substance substance to share. <laughs> so that's a whole other topic. We're gonna. <laughs> I want to shift now into the feminine masculine interplay inside, right? So we just talked about these 
externalized roles that are kind of placed on us. Um, I shared this new feminine kind of powerful woman uh, persona that um, is moving through the world that relates a lot to the masculine. Um, and so building on the idea that intimacy comes from within your connection to your body. When you stop and you listen to me, that's a soft, receptive energy, right? We can call that um, yin, the yin energy. We don't even have to say feminine, right? So that takes a yin energy to go, oh, wait, what? There's my chest is tight right now. What's going on? And then to go into the body and sit with and hold that, even though it's really uncomfortable, to me, that's the yang. That's the masculine. Because it is so courageous to sit with your body. I, I just did that today. I, I had a, a, some, a piece of work I did on myself earlier today. And I had to go into my body and sit with some really uncomfortable stuff and stay with it until it moved and it cleared. And that, to me, is how the masculine and feminine dances, the yin and the yang from the inside out, if I can do that for me, right, if I can softly listen and hold and have enough courage to be with and strengthen and form this threshold of presence for myself, then I can give that to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly in relating what women want from their men. And I think what men want from their women, we both want someone to hold for us when we're having a tough time or when we're, we're unsettled inside. And that doesn't mean yelling and carrying on and being abusive because I am not at all for that. That means if somebody is upset or having a hard time, we want our partner on the other side to be like, I'm right here. Take a breath. Let's sit. Let's be with this. But if you both can't sit with discomfort in the body, the person that's upset is going to activate the other person. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to sit and be with, you're going to take off. You're going to try to stop her or him. Um, it, it just, it turns into this thing. So just a quick recap before we move on is, is that, that soft, that masculine feminine yin yang energy starts from this interplay inside and from there moves outward. She's deep shit, man. <laughs> I tell you, I'm going to lighten it a little bit. Lighten it. Actually, Please. I'm not really lightening, but, you know, I had, this is going it, to, it, it's funny talking about this. It, it does. It makes, when you look at society, you'll understand what I'm talking about. But I had a very intimate male relationship over this past year, I was part of a coaching academy and my coaching buddy and I got to be really close and great friends. And we would have weekly conversations. We do weekly coaching sessions. And I can honestly say it was, it's the first time I've ever had an intimate friendship with another male because we would go places that I had never gone before with any guy. Nice. And the discussions were that deep. They were that emotional because the stuff we would share and it, it took a little time to get there because obviously you got to gain that trust and that comfort to know that you're not going to be judged. I mean, it goes, it's like having a relationship with a woman, but it, it's just as a friend, as a guy friend. And I can, without the attraction. And I can honestly, well, yeah, I can honestly right. tell you, it really, um, 
it was an amazing experience because it just opened my eyes to how sheltered and narrow-minded I had been for so many years when I've just avoided these kind of relationships with other guys in my life. And to have that experience, to have another male to really share what I was going through and to get a male's perspective on what was going on was kind of mind-blowing because the only other uh, relationships I've ever had like that was with females because I've had female friends where I could really share. I mean, Christine is one of those gals. But to get a guy's perspective on what's going on, it's... And hold space for And that. hold space. It's just different than what you would get from a female. And I'm so grateful that experience because, you know, it's, it's made me such a better guy, obviously, because I understand that so much better now and want that and need that in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and it does. It makes me view masculinity in a completely different way than I would have looked at it a year and a half ago. Absolutely. Yeah, so. I, I love I think that's amazing. I I will say to men and, and I'll say to you right now, John, I think it's so courageous that you're sitting here sharing that. Yeah. I think it's amazing because I think it goes against so much programming and it takes so much courage to be honest yeah. about this and to really open that way. And, and that's part of why John and I are sitting here. Uh, we, we want people to grasp these concepts. Well, it's funny, I mean, I can, he changed my life. He enriched my life. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say, I love this guy. Mm -hmm. Like he's a true real friend. Yeah. Right? And yeah. you know, being a guy and to be able to say that and be totally comfortable saying that, that's a sign of being a masculine man nice. to have that kind of friendship to where you can actually say that to another, to another guy. And I've told him that. Yeah. So, awesome. well, I think, you know, something that you were saying in that show you watched is uh, John watched this episode. What was it called again? Do you remember? God, I, I meant, I meant to Anyhow. look it up before we did the show. Well, anyway, this guy brought a bunch of his bros down to Mexico and he brought them there to sit him down and be like, Hey, I need <laughs> to have a deeper friendship with y'all. Like I need you to hold space for me. And I, I'm not okay. I know I look like I have it all together, but I'm not. And so he really kind of started this conversation with his bros about what he needs and how he needs to have deeper, more intimate, you know, um, space to hold for each other so he can be more real about what's happening with him. And I just thought that was brilliant. Like, I want to meet this guy. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was pretty cool because he was basically saying, you know, his core group of guy friends that they're just super tight. They never, they never take it. They never drop it to a level where they're really going to be sharing stuff that needs to be shared. And he thought the only way to do this was to really, put together a plan, orchestrate it in so many ways. So he flew them all down to Mexico. He set up like a dinner and he just, he had it all planned out because <laughs> he felt it was necessary for those guys to take their friendship and their relationship to a level that's going to benefit all of them. And it was, it was, it's kind of intense when you hear a guy speaking that way, because it's like, again, why is it so hard for us men to have that kind of relationship with another guy. Mm -hmm. But again, that's, that's society. That's us being brought up. If we're like this with our boy and we're, you know, we're, we're saying, man, I love you and sharing you know, all the troubles, we're immediately going to be judged as, or perceived as they, they must be gay. Mm -hmm. Or and, yeah. Or a yeah. Sissy or, or something sissy. like that. 
you know, as it, how, how it is as a kid. We, we hear those words when we're young, seven, eight years old, even younger than that. They're saying we start to get programmed between the age of zero and seven. That's, that's when a lot of this stuff starts to get programmed into us. Wow. And it's pretty scary. And it's generational. It's generational. It's not a trait that we're brought up, you know, that we have. It's just how our society. It like socializes. Social. Us. Yeah. Exactly. What, what's beautiful, though, is that the reason we're sitting here today is you can shift that. You can exactly. change that. And, um, you know, John and I both are creating programs right now to work with men and women mm-hmm. around how to better emote and how to better take these things, these concepts we're talking about and actually apply them. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, you know, if you're a strong, powerful woman that's listening to me speak and is like, Oh my gosh, I totally identify with what you're saying. And I have so much trouble, you know, showing myself and, and cultivating deep relationships, you know, feel free to email me. You know, I'll, I'll give you my email at the end of the show, um, you know, and we'll let you know how to get in touch with us because we, we are really passionate. As I've said in other episodes, we're not just talking about these concepts. We're applying them in our lives. Oh, yeah. we're, we're living and we make sure we're <laughs> living these concepts. We will hold each other to toe. Um, yeah, because... I mean, we're like you guys. I mean, here we are having this conversation. They, we might look like, oh, man, they got their shit together. Trust me, behind the scenes, we're, we're dealing with stuff like everybody else. Yep. But luckily, we have the tools to, hope, you know, fortunately, navigate through it a lot smoother. Mm-hmm. Still isn't easy. Yeah. It's still not easy. We have our troubles. But we're grateful that we have the tools. We're grateful we have a friendship like this to where we have someone to really balance us out and, and keep us in line. Yeah. So, and that, that's the hope of what, why we do these shows is to, again, be relatable. Yeah. So just to kind of wrap up, um, we talked about the masculine and feminine external, you know, externally, how we are showing the world these qualities and how the world has socialized us to, to you know, stand in our feminine, stand in our masculine. And so what, what I, the concept I brought in is that, you know, intimacy begins with you first and mm-hmm. your relationship to your own body. What is happening in there, right? As I've said in so many other shows, when the body is in discomfort, when it's not feeling good, that is a message to be deciphered. It is not something to run from or silence. That is a horrible thing to do. It causes addiction, anxiety, stress, on and on and on and on. So intimacy begins with mm-hmm. The body, number one. Number two, that ability to listen, tune in compassionately and hold is that that yin, that soft aspect of yourself, which we all have, men and women. And that yang, that stronger, you know, more masculine component is the, the part that holds and allows us to stay and be with, even if it's uncomfortable and it's unsteady and we're we're not feeling good. We hold and we stay with. So that's the dance and the interplay of the masculine and feminine within us. And if we learn how to master that, which is one of the things I'm teaching right now to powerful women that have lost that ability for a lot of different reasons. Like I said, either you've been hurt or you've just had to hold it down in so many ways that, that you've lost that connection to your body. Um, but that is what we need in order to have intimacy with our own self mm-hmm. and with the other. 
right? This is what couples are lacking. They don't know how to do this. They've lost the ability to be with the body, be intimate with the body, and share that with the other. They're so busy trying to stay away from the body. I think that's so much of what's wrong with the world is we don't want to feel. Right. We do not want to feel. It, it amazes me. It amazes <sighs> what people will do to not feel the body. I, I just am in awe of it. And I used to be one of those people. Well, I, mean, I, I look at what we do with this show and, and, you know, trying to find our audience. And, you know, I, I always bring it back to this. What we're talking about is stuff that a lot of us would rather put away behind us because it's, it's scary to look at it and really be real about where we're at with our lives. Yeah, hence afraid of the dark, the name of the show. Right. I mean, like last week's show talking about when to stay in a relationship and walk away from a relationship and looking at everything that we talked about. That's some scary shit. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Well, it is. I mean, it's, it's frightening because, yeah. you know, we brought up some incredibly important things and I'm sure if whoever listened to that show was, you know, it may have frightened some people. It mm -hmm. frightened me. <laughs> But, you know, what I'm getting at is, <laughs> you know, the topics we're bringing up are, are tough topics. Yeah. But they're all relatable topics because they're stuff that we all deal with every single day of our lives. And the sooner we stop, you know, pretending it doesn't exist, mm -hmm. the better we're going to be, mm -hmm. plain and simple. And, you know, to me, I, I want to kind of go through what I feel masculinity is now because I've done so much work on myself. I, I'm a coach now. And... That was the greatest experience of my life. Having certified life certified coach. Certified life coach. And, and, and having this intimate relationship with my, my coaching buddy was like, that was the nail in the coffin because it just brought home with how important male relationships are, male intimate relationships are. And not to be afraid of that because to really have a male intimate relationship, you have to be in touch with your feminine side. Mm -hmm. And as a man, to say, I got to be in touch with my feminine side, we're automatically going to be deemed as well, we know what I'm going to say. Weak or whatever. Exactly. It's going to be thought of as, oh, man, he's a wimp or he's this, he's soft, he's that. It's, and you know what? That's bullshit. Mm -hmm. The sooner you're in touch with your feminine side as a guy, the more masculine you are because you're in touch with yourself. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be a whole individual. And the more women want you. Exactly. That's what we want. Now I'm beating them off with a stick. Make a note. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's but what we want. To me, to be a real man, to be Go masculine, ahead. you got to be willing to share. And I mean, share everything, your fears, what you want in life, your insecurities, the good, the bad, all that. Cry. If it's there, if you need to be emotional and let it out, you got to let it out. You can't just keep holding all this stuff in. It's like, like she said earlier, you know, holding that into the body is just going to cause so much more pain. You got to, you have to listen to your body. You have to let it do what it needs to do. Be vulnerable, be honest, show empathy. Just realize you're a human being. Mm -hmm. Just realize you're a human being. Mm -hmm. Being a human being means you're going to have feelings. You're going to have emotions. And if you have feelings and emotions, you got to be able to express them, correct? Yeah. That's... And if you can't express them, how can you possibly have a good relationship with yourself, with a friend, with a woman? or a, a boyfriend, a, how, how are you going to have a successful relationship in general if you can't express and you're not in touch with who you are as an individual? I see it as revealing. Yes. Revealing who you truly are, mm -hmm. what is truly happening inside this organism, behind the curtain, I call it, 
opening the curtain to let somebody see what's happening in there mm-hmm. is the bridge to intimacy. Oh, so, um, anyhow, I hope that John and I have given you some things to think about. Um, I, I, I love the show. We never know what we're going to say. We don't. <laughs> we, we literally have the topic. We write down a few things and we have to watch the show after we record it because we just don't know what's going to come up. Sure. Um, but I, I loved what we brought up and, you know, just one last piece before we wrap up here. You know, I'm, I have a women's group that is coming in uh, 45 minutes. And women are so good when we get together. We drop in. We talk about – we have that intimate thing that you were just saying that you're lacking with, with your bros. And so I just want to encourage whether you're an isolated woman or a man that's isolated, try to form some – have some conversations with people that – that you're friends with and be like, Hey man, like what do you, I saw the show the other day or send them our show, right? Like we want you guys to share what we're offering here because then you can use it as, you know, a, a tool to connect and reach out to people. Um, so you don't feel so alone. I, 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 it's so important. Like John was saying to feel that you have a deep connection to not just women, but mm-hmm. to your bros and, you know, women to one another and to their their partner, whether you're in, you know, relationship with a man or another woman, it doesn't matter. It's still relating. It's still intimacy. And so trying to cultivate that from the inside out is, I hope, what we um, clarified for you today. And um, if you want to contact me to work to find out the work that I'm doing, please email me at trustaftertrauma108 at gmail.com. Yeah, and what I want to just say is, again, for all the guys out there that might be listening to this, um, you know, really work on creating experiences with your male friends because you want to start allowing these kind of conversations to come up. It's going to deepen your friendship. And the one thing that I think will be shocking to all of you as you do this is how needed it is and how much closer you're going to feel and how less alone you're going to feel. It's going to just make you a wholer individual. And it's going to be one of those experiences that you're going to go, why did I wait so long to do this? Why was I afraid to do this? Because we want to have strong relationships. We want to empower us males, feminine, masculine. It's a great combination of the two. And there's nothing to be ashamed of. You need to embrace that because if we can start working on this with ourselves it's going to filter down into our children. It's going to filter out into our friends. It's just going to have this ripple effect that's really going to be beneficial for everybody in your life. And we want to change generations because we don't want to run into this shit 20 years down the road. We hope this changes. And I think it is. I think it's getting out there. Thank God men are becoming more self-aware that it's okay to do these things and have these conversations. There's actually a so lot of men's groups going on these days. There really are. So. You know, it's something to also think about. But look, I want to thank all of you guys for tuning in and listening. It's like Christina said, when we do one of these shows, we have an idea of what we want to talk about, but we still have no idea where we're going to go with it. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. So we always have to watch back afterwards and go, oh, that's what we said. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> so thanks again, guys. Um, we'll release the video again, and we'll have it also on Blog Talk. And we hope you guys have an amazing night. Okay. Take care. <laughs>